Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Hello and welcome into the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Melissa Hyak. And with us today is Kenneth Chen, Vice President for Asia of Extra Hop, a cloud native cybersecurity solutions provider. As promised, the topic on the table today the shortage of cybersecurity professionals to fill the positions and the needs. Of Singapore. Hi, Kenneth. Welcome to the show. Thanks for spending your time with us. Hi, Melissa. Not at all. Thanks for having me. First, let's dive straight into that shortage that we were talking about. What kind of gap between demand and supply uh, of these specialists are we looking at? Yeah, so, you know, there's this research by the International Information System Security Certification Consortium, ISE Square in short. So what they do is they specialize in training and certification for cybersecurity professionals. It shows that uh, there's a workforce gap of approximately 1.4 million in the uh, cybersecurity sector in Asia Pacific. So that means that there are a lot of organizations that are struggling with this uh, finding of talent to fully protect their enterprise infrastructure. Now, this can kind of impact critical factors such as time to respond. And internally, we have also done certain research and we also found that uh, only 26% of Asia-Pacific organizations are able to enact mitigations or apply a patch where available to a critical vulnerability in under a day, with mm. 39% taking one to three days, about 21% needing a week, and 8% requiring a month or more. So taking this into account, it is definitely no surprise that the uh, skill shortage uh, has had an impact on uh, cybercrime. Yes, I think in all different areas of the job market, uh, Singapore is in competition with the rest of the region, if not the rest of the world, for talent, right? Now, when we talk about the shortage of um, cybersecurity talents. Um, are we talking about at all levels? Yeah, pretty much all levels. So, you know, cybersecurity is, is, is a broad field with, with various industries and sectors with constant demand for talents within that domain knowledge to try to outwit the growing cyber attacks. So these security practitioners spans across from technical sales, marketing, and even customer support to keep abreast of uh, emerging cyber threats. Uh, one has to be well-equipped or, or acquainted with the updates on compliance, a mm. deep understanding of policies, uh, regulatory frameworks, um, for example, PDPA, uh, the uh, Personal Data Protection Act, Cyber Security Act, the MAS uh, Technology Risk Management TRM in short guidelines. So although cybersecurity is mainly a technical field, non-technical skills such as uh, analytical capabilities, creative thinking, as well as uh, soft skills are paramount too. Mm. Now, when we talk about the shortage uh, in these skills, um, was it a lot more evident in the last two years? Because I understand that in the last two years, we also saw that the demand for such skills um, increased because we've also seen an exponential increase in cyber threats, cyber crime over the Mm -hmm. past year. So would you say that the shortage in these skills contributed also to the increase in uh, cybercrime? Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely a shortage. Yes. Okay, but but of course, you know, we we want to stop short of drawing a direct link, right? (laughs) But definitely, I think in terms of cybersecurity uh, out there for organizations, uh, there is some amount of catch up to do with the ingenuity of the cyber criminals up there. So, okay, so you've, you've highlighted or, or you've brought, given a, a broad sweep of some of the cybersecurity skills in demand. Technically speaking, are there specific ones that we're looking at? Um, specific? I would say across all board, very much so, all board. Uh, we are expanding 
uh, extraordinary expanding and uh, we are also facing the same challenge. But, you know, going back to your earlier questions when you mentioned about the, you know, the, 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 the demand for cyber talent, mm. you know, I, I, that's one thing I'd probably like to highlight and that, that is, um, you know, the, the Singapore government is taking a positive first step in recruiting and, and training more talent. Mm. You know, they have got initiatives such as uh, the, the rollout of the Singapore Cyber Talent Program led by CSA mm-hmm. that targets to try to recruit 20,000 individuals into the uh, cybersecurity sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, CSA also partnered with uh, IMDA to uh, develop what is called a CSET program, mm-hmm. uh, which means cybersecurity associates and technologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, company registered in CSET program are offered the chance to train and upskill fresh ICT professionals Mm. and mid-career professionals for cybersecurity roles. So other initiatives include cybersecurity career mentoring program with the uh, Singapore Computer Society, SES, SG Cyberwoman Initiative, uh, SG Cyber Educators Program, as well as the uh, SG Cyber Youth Program. So, you know, government agencies are not only promoting uh, uh, cybersecurity as a career path, but also help the country to become more resilient amid an increasing unpredictable cyber climate. So I must say, you know, this public private collaboration support, it's a good first step to solving the pipeline challenge. You sounded like you're doing extra bit of national service there with a public service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> okay, this, yeah. is Extra Hop um, playing any part in, in some of these programs? Yes, uh, so we're looking towards collaboration with certain polytechnics uh, to, to, to support the initiative as well. Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, now, let's look at um, some of the roles that we're talking about because sometimes when we talk about cybersecurity, like the way we, when we talk about IT, Right? We just yeah. assume that any IT personnel can do anything related to IT, right? So I'm sure it's the same with cybersecurity. What are the different kinds of roles out there uh, for cybersecurity uh, specialists or, or uh, I don't know, aspirants? Well, analysts, stock managers, sales is a, is a particular uh, uh, professional uh, route towards the cybersecurity um, career as well. Even marketing, if you look at marketing itself, uh, to understand mm-hmm. the landscape, you will need at least have some form of experience around, you know, who are the various partners out in the market, mm-hmm. uh, what are the key, you know, um, areas that some of these end users are particularly looking out for. So it spans quite a fair bit across. Okay, I'm actually quite surprised that you highlighted sales. Oh, yes. Why is that important <laughs> to, why is it important to cybersecurity? Well, you know, I, I, for example, like myself, I, I, uh, I didn't come from a, a cybersecurity background, so I try to enhance myself by taking certain cyber, specific cybersecurity courses uh, to understand cybersecurity better. It's about risk mitigation when you seek to speak to the C-suites. Um, so mm. I think it's a very key component. Actually, that's interesting. Can you just tell us about some of these um, courses, uh, the titles at least, right, that you've taken? Because I can imagine that there's some people thinking about making a job switch and they look at cybersecurity as, oh, that's such a technical field. You know, I'm mid-career. It's too late for me to pick up the skills or knowledge. But from the sound of it, it is not, or, sorry, it's not that it's not impossible. It's in fact very possible for mid-career switches to, to consider that. So maybe you can help provide uh, some light, uh, you know, shine on, on how people can make the switch, the kind of courses, the kind of upskilling that they can consider. Well, one very short course, um, I would uh, recommend would be uh, the cybersecurity managing risk in the information age, and that's uh, by the um, 
conducted by the Harvard University. Oh. So that's where you learn to identify and try to communicate uh, and detection of certain security breach. Hmm. It also helps to identify critical business systems, networks, data, and whatever potential vulnerabilities, uh, ultimately helping organizations to remain compliant hmm. through an understanding of cyber law and uh, requirements that govern hmm. a business or even a sector. Hmm. Oh, great. That can be very helpful um, You know, as you speak to the C-suites, right? Understanding the risk landscape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, let's talk about how some how organizations can, can fill their need for cyber talent. What are some of the ways that you would... Um, As in the form of retention or... Uh, to fill, first of all, to get them in first. Uh, to get them in? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Where to look for these talents, you know? There are many ways. Well, there is obviously LinkedIn, that is one option. Mm. Uh, certain uh, headhunting firm who's who is target and very much just focus on cybersecurity, that's the other way. You know? and, as, and of course, speak to professionals like yourself in the industry, right? It doesn't have to really for, go look for, for these people in the recruitment and, you know, headhunting agencies. But yeah, so to... over the year, yeah. So over the years, you know, you build out a, a database of uh, a certain selected number of people that you know uh, would be good at certain areas. Um, yeah, so that, that's where you, you, you cultivate that, that list, which I was once taught by one of my former leaders. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, your network. And in fact, I suppose you can also look inwards in-house, how you can build your talent pool from your existing IT uh, team. That's correct. But when it comes to retaining cybersecurity talent, what should organizations keep in mind in terms of tailoring programs for these group professionals? Yeah, so uh, that's a very good question, uh, Melissa. You know, employee retention is is a problem faced by many organizations. Uh, And we are witnessing this significant shift in the, um, in, the, in, the, in the job market, in the Singapore job market, in the aftermath, especially aftermath of the uh, pandemic. Now, the priorities of employees have morphed towards a, what we call a more flexible working arrangement, mm. career advancement, and a more rounded work-life balance. So I think first is about helping employees understand the important role that they play in business and the broader community. The real value of working in cybersecurity is the positive impact on the world around us, helping to make the world uh, a safer place, as we, we, we say. Mm. Uh, secondly, you know, just like any other in-demand role, organizations need to support the full employee lifecycle from onboarding, mm. training, to reskilling, and career advancement. So, you know, this is something I would advise organizations to partner with their HR or certain engagement, <clears throat> excuse me, functions, mm. as well as garner the support from, uh, from the management. I-, I think there should be an emphasis around understanding our people. Example, identifying individuals' motivation factors, be it este- the esteem side of things, mm. social affiliation, or even achievement. What matters to them most? Giving them a voice to contribute to an idea. Influence and outcome other than their daily routine. We have to be respectful, fair and just, and you know, building this, what we call a peaceful, united, harmonious uh, working culture environment. Uh, all these plays a crucial role in, in retention. And, and finally, we can also look into some new technologies like machine learning and even automation to provide support for cybersecurity teams handling some of the more, what we call, root tasks so that uh, the teams can focus on areas which is more interesting to them. Mm. And, and actually, I, I wanted to ask you a bit more uh, about the kind of qualities that one should be looking out for in, in selecting uh, the right professionals. Because, I mean, while these professionals may be in short supply, um, organizations should still be judicious in how they select right, their candidates. Um, how much weight would you put on quali- paper qualifications? And, and you talked <coughs> about soft skills as well just now. What kind of soft skills... Uh, 
would be the most important? Yeah. So qualifications is prerequisite. Uh, the certain things that you look out for, mm. for example, you would look for uh, one's behavior traits, whether this person is a dominant driver, a, a cautious, analytical person, or someone that's amiable, or someone that is expressive, socializer. I'll give you an example. If you're looking for a, a salesperson, you want someone that is more of a dominant driver and mm. analytical. Mm. You're looking for someone that is marketing. You're looking for someone that is probably more expressive and amiable, and maybe a engineer for the matters, someone that's more analytical and uh, mm, amiable. Mm, okay. So behavior traits is one. Um, Why is it important for the engineer to be amiable? Well, <laughs> you know, if, if, uh, if an engineer is overly aggressive in front of, a, you know, an end user, even a partner, mm. um, it, it's very difficult to establish trust. Let, let the sales right, guys right. do all those jobs. Right, uh, right. Engineers are more often than not, uh, in a way, the, uh, you know, the trusted advisor. Mm, mm, mm. And actually, if I may add, uh, in my own interaction with IT professionals, I think the engineer, ideally, should be able to, uh, we should have the capability to, to explain technical IT stuff, you know, in very layman, uh, relatable mm. terms. I find sometimes, mm. you know, when you talk to IT professionals, they get into the technicalities and you just completely lose people, right? So that communication yeah. part uh, is, is actually uh, very important. That too. Okay, and, and maybe before um, I round off, um, what would you say is the most common misconception when you speak to C-suites about cybersecurity or what may be the most commonly asked question? What is the value that you can table? I think this is a commonly asked question. You have to explain that, isn't it obvious? Well, you have to put up a listening ear to really understand what are the challenges, the pain points, as well as right. the ideally understand what's the blueprint for next uh, year right, or two. Right, right. So, yeah. so how you sell the value will need also to address um, their particular pain points. Yes. Okay. So we have 30 seconds more. Okay, tell us, what value does cybersecurity bring to the table? Sorry, uh, <laughs> I know it's a no-brainer uh, almost. Come again, sorry? What's the question? I, I missed you there. Your elevator pitch on what cybersecurity brings to the table. You know, cybersecurity, ideally what, when you look into the cybersecurity space, um, threats are everywhere. And what you want to do is first you would need to understand and have a visibility of what's really running in the network while understanding what's running your network. Uh, that's where then you can look into having to detect any form of anomaly, anomalies, if there's any. Post that, it's about the um, response uh, to what you're going to do with all those information and data. Uh, with all this chain in mind, uh, that would help mitigate certain risk and ultimately should, and should anything happen. It's always good to have that who, what, when, why, those questions typically the board would ask, mm. uh, ready at hand to, uh, to address and to mitigate certain uh, risks in terms of reputation, uh, and related to law and whatsoever. All right. Thank you so much, Kenneth Chen, oh, for speaking welcome. to thank us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for explaining the nuts and bolts of cybersecurity. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Kenneth Chen, Vice President for Asia of Extra Hop. I'm Melissa Kiat for the Workday Afternoon. You are with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.